Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm recording from my office because I just finished watching the Bulls game, and I had some uh, thoughts that I'd like to share with you about their loss to the Hornets. 126-125 to 125 is the final in front of MJ. MJ was in the house cheering on his uh, Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to... I'm going to condemn and extol two players for the same thing. Okay. So just bear with me because hopefully it will make sense when I'm done. I loved watching uh, Larry Markinen play tonight. And the, the things that he did on the floor were the things that I was hoping I'd see from him in this next phase of his career. If the Bulls are as an organization and Bulls fans are banking on that guy taking the next step in his development and becoming a star. Not not just a good player, but a star, a guy that's the marquee player for a team. Then he needs to play with more aggression. I thought that there were times last year when I watched him, it was disappointing to see a guy that's clearly got a lot of the physical skills and a ton of talent not always be as aggressive as you would like for him to be. I thought that he came out in this game and was super aggressive. He ends up with 35 points. He has 17 rebounds in the game, a couple of assists. The three-point thing is a little scary. He's one one of seven from behind the arc, but he was looking for his shot, and he was beating guys off the dribble. And I think there are a lot of guys that that are guarding his position or going to end up trying to guard him that are going to have a hard time with him. Because he can, he's seven feet and he can handle the rock a little bit, you know? So watching him play with that level of aggression, I enjoyed quite a bit. And it gives me some faith that I, I, cause he's one of those players that people tell you, look, I'm, I'm a guy who loves hoops. I'm not in it the way that a lot of my friends are into it. My staff, like Tony and Campy or like Jason and a lot of those guys tell me, you know, this guy's got some he, he's got some stuff. And I just feel like I've been I've been waiting to see some of those wow moments. And I know that in February he he had a great month, but I really appreciated the way that he came out and played. Uh, it was it was fun to watch him really get after it and be aggressive. So that's the player that I'm going to extol for the aggression. Now watch me flip it. <laughs> Zach Levine. He, he did the Kobe training, right? So this is going to be a, a theme going on throughout the year. Zach Levine, to me, is a player that when things are going right, his game looks so lovely. Like, it looks so lovely because he's so athletic and he can fly through the air and he's a, a, a pretty good three-point shooter and all that. When he doesn't look, when, when he's not having a good night, he looks like a selfish player. I'm not saying he is one, and I know that there are people in my timeline that are talking about him being a a selfish player. He just seems like sometimes it feels like he's using the game to allow himself to get going versus, all right, I don't have it tonight from a scoring standpoint. You know, I'm not shooting the ball well in this game. How about I focus on the other stuff? And actually, the other stuff he did all right. He had six rebounds. 
He had seven assists in the game, but he was turning the ball over and he didn't shoot well. It was seven of 17 from the floor for Zach Levine. And it, it comes off as looking like he's just trying to get his in the game. And that's what I mean by like, you got two players that are doing essentially the same thing, but for one player it's working. And I'm just, I just would like for him to defer at, at the when when it's not working and that situation at the end of the game with considering that there was five seconds left and I know that he had an open lane to the basket and they were kind of playing the 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 foul game at the end of it I kept wondering like with no timeouts you're not going to get a great shot and I know that he he potentially Maybe you're asking the wrong guy to shoot a three, but the ball was in his hands at that point. It just seemed like it wasn't it wasn't the best idea to and what happened at the end. I'm not going to blame any of the Bulls for what happened at the end. You had a bunch of guys that were kind of jockeying for position and what they ended up doing is falling down and it, it opened up an opportunity for Charlotte to throw the ball into the backcourt. And once they were able to throw the ball into the backcourt, it didn't matter what the Bulls were were going to do because they couldn't even get close to foul anyone. So I'm not I'm not that aggravated by that, but I'm, I'm I am a little perplexed by Zach taking the two in that that instant when the the smarter play would have been to take the three or use the the allotted time left to get a better shot from three, if that makes any sense. And I, I get it. It was open lane. I you're you're hoping that they miss a foul shot that gives you an opportunity to come back down. Which leads me to some of the bigger issues. Oh wait, wait, let me just speak on uh a little bit more. Not a good night for Otto Porter and I know that he's dealing with all sorts of stuff physically. Not a good night for the Bulls when it comes to them shooting three-pointers. They shot 30% in the game. They took a lot of threes. Were they 10 for 30? Is that right? Uh, in the game. But they... Nine for 30, sorry. Nine for 30 in the game. Uh, but for three, from three-point. And I want to see them shoot more threes, but they weren't knocking them down at all. Good night for Kobe White. I enjoyed watching Kobe White play. He he came in. He provided some energy. He was able to find guys. 17 points for him. Seven assists in the game. I think a really, really solid debut. And it was interesting to see like what Jim Boylan was doing as far as who was playing at the end of the game versus who wasn't. Um, for all the talk about uh, Thomas Zadaransky, in 24 minutes to get two points and three assists out of your starting point guard, that's not enough. That's that's just not enough of a contribution to 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 what you're doing. Uh, so as far as the individual play, that's kind of what I thought uh, from what I saw. From a team perspective, man, they still don't defend well. That Charlotte team is not... They're not special, okay? Like, they don't really have any special players on that team. And you gave up 126 points. You know, P.J. Washington got off in this game. 
He got off, and the the Charlotte Hornets set a franchise record with 23 three-pointers hit in this game. If the Bulls are going to have any chance to be a great team that has played, not great team, they're not a great team. If they have any chance to be a playoff team or be in the hunt for a playoff team, these are some of the games that they have to win, and they're going to have to be better defensively. I'm not expecting them to hold teams to under 90 points or anything crazy like that, but you had 125 points and lost. Like That tells, and there was a lot of Olay, like Olay defense that was going on when it came to the lane. But on top of that, the transition defense was, it, it seemed as if guys were like a step slow. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to crush them tonight or, or for that, for like the rest of the year and say it was indicative of who they are as a team. But the, you got to get better defense. You have to play better defense than that. And it's always bothered me where you have guys that are so athletic, like Zach Levine. I've never understood, and I've had some um, NBA players say to me that if you're good enough to play offense that way, you're good enough to defend. So the Bulls struggled in transition defense tonight. They didn't stretch their defense out at the perimeter. And because of that, you saw Charlotte get good looks and then knock them down. 23 of 44. They shot 52% from behind the arc. I mean, I guess it's kind of a miracle that the that the Bulls lost the way that they lost, that they only lost by one point. But still, you you gotta defend. You gotta do a better job of defending. So it was nice to have Bulls basketball back. Like that was cool. Seeing Jason doing the pre and post game was super cool, man. It was really cool. He's definitely in his element. And I think that he and, and Kendall and Will are going to do some really great television throughout the season. And I appreciate that. I was watching their post game before I came to record the podcast. And I appreciate that they're already keeping it real, real with you. Um, and I, I should give a shout out to, to Jim Boylan in that regard. We're trying desperately to get him on the radio show, and it seems like he's amenable to it. I mean, I'd like to talk with him, and it, it seems as if he's okay with fair criticism. And that's what I'm kind of about. I'm kind of about being fair, um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out where his team is going to get better defensively. You know what I want to ask him one of these days if I do get Jim Boylan on the show? I want to ask him, what does he think makes for a good defender at the NBA level? Because some people talk about steals, and I think steals are probably an overrated stat. But, like, what does he want from his defenders from game to game? And specifically, not effort and heart, like, but specifically, like, how do you want guys to, to handle ball rotation? Because that was a struggle for them, too. Charlotte did a good job of, like, passing – the, the ball around and and putting the Bulls kind of back on their heels, which is, I, let me take a look at the assist total. Uh, so they had, usually the, you're looking for half, right? Half of the baskets made. So they made 45 field goals and they had 28 assists off of that. So that's more than half. Let me flip it just to see what the Bulls did because they did score a lot of points in this game. So it's good for the Bulls. It's almost half. It's a little bit more than half for them. 49 baskets. 
the shooting, uh, 49 baskets on 105 shots, 25 assists on those 49 baskets. So both teams did a good job of sharing the ball. I think from a percentage standpoint, Charlotte did a better job of of sharing the ball. So that's game one. I don't know if I'm going to do breakdowns on every Bulls game, maybe just games that annoy me. Uh, and since this was the opener, I thought it might not be a bad idea to do it. I'm still working through my feelings on the Cubs and, and David Ross. That was probably going to be the podcast today, but I'm still not quite sure how I feel yet. So I'm not going to do that. So maybe tomorrow it will be the Loho Daily, but I do appreciate you listening tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever you're listening to it. And please go back. There's some really good episodes of Loho Daily that you can check out, uh, including my, my Bears post, which is done very well. Uh, there are a lot of people that are not happy about what they're seeing from from what the Bears are doing. So I'll be on the air at noon tomorrow on the score, and there'll be more Bulls talking. I'm going to talk with Campy and Tony about what they saw in the game. But I appreciate you listening. Talk to you tomorrow.